0: this is the cater daily podcast for friday november 11th 2022 i'm caleb brown home-based businesses represent a massive if largely unseen source of american productivity but local governments often throw up hurdles to keep individuals from incubating and developing businesses at home and very often for specious reasons. Chris Edwards is author of a chapter in Cato's new Empowering the New American Worker book, Dealing with Home-Based Businesses. We spoke this week.
1: Well, I think this is one of the, the great under underreported stories in the American economy is the boom in home-based businesses. Uh, according to the Small Business Administration, about half of Americans thir- America's 30 million small businesses are home-based. And if you think about it, historically, many great American companies like Apple Computer, Hewlett Packard, and Amazon were all started out of uh, people's garages and then then grew into these uh, giant multinationals. So home-based businesses are, are hugely important not only because they provide uh, opportunities for entrepreneurship for many millions of Americans, but also because some of them grow into really uh, big and, and important companies. So since COVID, we've seen the explosion, for example, in company, in the online website Etsy, which uh, is a marketplace for arts and crafts that uh, mainly meet, uh, people produce in their home. So Etsy is over 3 million um, uh, sellers today on its platform So this is, this is all really fantastic because home-based businesses fit into modern uh, lifestyles. You have many. Uh, parents needing to care for young children or elderly parents uh, allowing them opportunities to earn uh, income in the home is really great for uh, the flexibility of the modern uh, household and of course, te- technology tools uh, like the internet in particular have have really uh, allowed many more b- sorts of businesses uh, be operated from homes so with respect to local governments and
0: local regulatory Authorities. This is where you know zoning comes in, and uh, being able to license or even have a business address at your home. Uh, to what extent have governments attempted to keep up with this? You know, on behalf of these independent workers.
1: So governments, uh, not surprisingly, have often been a barrier to Americans uh, and, uh, and opportunities for entrepreneurship. Traditionally, if you go back to the mid twentieth century cities uh, strictly divided uh land between residential commercial and industrial areas and they and they many cities almost completely blocked people from running businesses out of their homes that is has started to break down in recent decades so for example we've seen big fights over um daycare providers daycares used to be basically banned everywhere in homes but as the new realities of households and families has started to dawn on local governments they've relaxed regulations uh, for daycares which is great for parents because it reduces costs of daycares and makes daycares more convenient and neighborhood uh, located but there's been similar battles for example uh, there's a growth in, the big growth in the cottage food industry cottage food is uh, food that people make uh, out of their home uh, breads and and chocolates and those sorts of things those sorts of businesses used to be banned in, in neighborhoods as well. There's been a loosening up of those rules in uh, many states to allow people um, to, to, uh, to grow those businesses in their home. Uh, the Libertarian Group Institute for Justice has gone around the country uh, suing local uh, governments on behalf of entrepreneurs uh, who want to run businesses out of their home but have been prevented uh, from doing so. Uh, Two two classic cases taken up by I.J. in Nashville. Nashville, until recently, uh, banned most businesses uh, in in homes. uh, But I.J. took up the case, for example of a fellow who ran a music studio uh out of his home he didn't really you know he didn't cause any problems with neighbors with neighbors really at all he had this home home home-based studio and this is nashville of course the great center of music in america and and this fellow with the city came down on this guy and to try to ban him from running his home uh, music studio uh, out of his home so these sorts of local bans don't make any sense and it's it's really good news that that local governments are starting to rethink some of these bans and open up opportunities for entrepreneurs
0: i've spoken with uh, other people about this so-called vetocracy which is the 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 many points at which a government a uh, local state federal can say no to your plans and make use of their own sort of discretion uh when it uh, comes to that so one of the, your recommendations for local governments is to allow, simply allow home-based businesses to operate. That is the default rule, unless there is a very good reason to say no to some particular business, the default rule is you may operate.
1: That's right. In the past, cities sort of automatically banned home-based businesses because they assumed that that there would be what economists call externalities from home-based businesses. So they, they had blanket bans in place. They're starting to rethink that because it's obvious that many of today's uh, home-based businesses, computer-oriented businesses and the like, don't create externalities on on neighbors. And anyway, even if businesses do create some modest externalities or effects within the neighborhood, that's balanced by the many advantages in home-based businesses Uh, You know, home-based businesses provide opportunities for entrepreneurs. They help grow local economies. Many home-based businesses, um, you know, they use their home as sort of a test uh, market um, to see whether a business uh, idea will work. And if it does work, like let's say, uh, you know, a bakery, they'll open a local brick-and-mortar business, which helps uh, uh, communities. Uh, If if local governments uh, restrict home-based businesses too much, Entrepreneurs will move to other cities where that have uh, a less regulated uh, rules. Um, home-based businesses can reduce commuting costs and reduce congestion, and which is you know good to reduce pollution, uh, car pollution, and the like. Um, if uh, you have a daycare that's accessible within a community, that's much better than uh, the, um, than. Then requiring parents uh, and uh, and business owners to you know drive in order uh, for the commute. So there's all these advantages uh, of home-based businesses. Home-based businesses are a low-cost incubator for entrepreneurs to test ideas, and if those ideas work. Uh, You know, they can grow their business, uh, you know, online or or later on into brick and mortar businesses. So I think home-based businesses are so important for uh, cities and communities that, uh, you know, cities should really rethink some of these restrictions they have in place.
0: Of course, this this entire book, uh, The New American Worker, you know, we're thinking about things in terms of empowering workers and being able to walk out of a job you don't like And uh, strike out on your own is a heck of a lot easier when you could start something from home more easily. But in terms of, for example, local tax revenue, for uh, example, the, the number of workers who could be employed in this area, do we have a
1: sense of what that looks like? I don't know, but the the uh, you know the hard dollars on the economics of it. But you know, you can look at some industries uh, that have uh, exploded in size in America, and you can trace the roots back uh, to entrepreneurs starting businesses in their homes. A classic example is the uh, the craft brewing industry, which is over a twenty billion dollar uh, industry in America today. Back before 1978, it was completely illegal to brew beer in your home. And under President Jimmy Carter, he deregulated that. And that was followed up by deregulation in the 80s in most states uh, to allow people uh, uh, to open brew pubs. So uh, craft uh, beer brewing started in homes uh, uh, after it became legal. Uh, then uh, people open brick and mortar uh, businesses, um, and uh, the distribution rules were liberalized to an extent, and uh, and and this grew in, uh, this huge uh, industry in America today. Like I said, you can see something similar going on with the cottage food industry. Um, it, you know, things like even baking bread in your home used to be banned in most cities. Cities are starting to uh, to deregulate there, and people you know who want to experiment with new food Maybe they're a chocolatier. Maybe they're a baker they want to experiment in their home rather than going out initially and renting expensive commercial space they experiment at home they fine-tune their product and then they you know can expand their markets and then they can go out and and uh and rent commercial space and 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 get a brick and mortar location so i think we need to think about home-based businesses as uh you know homes as incubators of the next generation of entrepreneurs in america
0: Chris Edwards is a contributor to the new Cato book, Empowering the New American Worker. Many chapters, including Chris's, are available now at Cato.org. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast on your podcast platform of choice and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.